Simply Abundant Intuitive Hour, The Journey of Attachment, a special series that takes a deep dive into the topic of insecure attachment and why you can't let go. Here's Tracy Crossley. Hey there, hi there, hello there. We are at episode number 357, another journey of attachment, and that is a good time, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a fun topic. Yeah. <laughs> It's a fun topic because it's one of those that I hear a lot. And so I just thought, hmm, I should do a podcast about this one. I feel an almost best friend connection to he or she, even though he or she is with someone else. Ah! How could that be if I have this, hmm, I don't know, best friend connection, right? And I know I've been there before too, guys, so I'm not making fun of you at all. In fact, oh my God, that was just such a painful place to live because there's nowhere to go with that, right? So no matter how many times this person may have, as you're saying, hurt you, you still feel this almost best friend connection, even though this person is with someone else, right? So if you've ever had, let's say, trouble detaching from a toxic relationship that's over, you're probably looking at this person as some kind of best friend, perhaps. Maybe you beat yourself up because you can't let go. And you might have even tried the no contact thing and still still can't stop thinking about this person. Or I don't hear from this person and I'm totally good. Life is going on. I'm focusing on me. I'm starting to feel a little bit like myself. And then I hear from this person and I'm back in false hope, losing all the ground I've gained and wanting to talk to he or she, right? Because you have that best friend quality to that whole situation. Even though God forbid you ever had a best friend that treated you this way, right? So the deal is maybe you even try when you... Are, are being pulled into talking to this person because they're texting you, right? And they're like, oh, let's talk. And then you might even try to avoid those conversations because what happens is you start feeling like there's an expectation that you're going to want more because that's what happens. You go immediately into hope because you have that best friend-like connection. And, and it's so funny because I used to feel that way, like I had that best friend connection. And then when you're not in dysfunctional, unhealthy situation, you look back and you're like, why did I ever think that was a best friend situation? Well, for me, I know because I was completely avoidant. And so I was making breadcrumbs a piece of bread and thinking, you know, this piece of bread here is pretty fucking good. But really, it was a bunch of breadcrumbs, not even a piece of bread. But that's what you do, right? That's the perspective you have because that's what you've experienced. So anyways, you're wanting that person to come forward, though. If they're in contact with you, you keep going, God, we get along so well. And you got this whole list of all the great things while you're ignoring all the red flags and everything else that says, no, this is not your best friend. And for... A lot of people, it's one of the things that keeps drawing them back in is that you want to see that person become who you believe they can be. And I just did a podcast on wanting people to be obviously what we want them to be rather than who they are. So you got to ask yourself, who is it you think this person can be? And what does that say about you? What are you attached to that you can't let go of? 
So you, you struggle with how to stop holding on and you're not sure how to stay committed to your own well-being. And the deal is you don't know what to do, right? You're like, oh God, it's my best friend. And it's so easy to get in a conversation and it's easy to hang out and it's easy, easy, easy. That part is easy, but the rest of the relationship is completely difficult and not working. And especially if this person is with someone else on top of it. So what are you doing? What are you going to do with yourself? You know, this relationship is something that you're torturing yourself with, right? Because you keep illuminating it into something that it's not. And you got to ask yourself why. But here's an example. So let's say you were with someone you thought was the one, and the one is in capital letters, okay? <laughs> and, and they did not feel you were the one. And that's what they told you. And I've been in that situation before too. That is not a lot of fun. Yep. Basically, it was funny. I was having my uh, husband read over some of these outlines. I don't know if it was this one or a different one. And he was saying, I would never put up with that. And I'm like, yeah, I remember telling somebody to go fuck themselves with something. I don't think it was this one, but you know, we do. But then what does that really say? It doesn't really speak to why you're here in the first place. So anyway, I'm getting off a little bit on the example, but let's say that you keep sticking around and their actions seem to say they like you in some way because they give you just enough to hang yourself with. They give you just enough. So you think something's changing and you buy into, oh my God, I, I got one extra text today. Or they said something they've never said to me. You're starting to try and be a mind reader. And you're going, oh my God, I knew it. We had this amazing connection and now they're ready to come back to me. And you keep waiting for them to wake up and realize how good, you know, you guys are together because you realize it, right? And then instead of that, they leave or they stay gone, but they're moved on and you're devastated and you're trying to move on, but you can't because you're waiting for them to get this whole best friend connection, right? So... Again, let's say that you start to move on, you start dating again, you start feeling like, okay, life does go on, and they contact you. And then you think they want you back or want something, but instead, not really. They just want to talk to you because they know that they can, because they know that you're going to talk to them, right? And that you're going to be okay with the fact that, hey, they've moved on, and who gives a shit about your feelings because you don't give a shit about your feelings, and so, and I mean, that's the sad part. And I say that because I remember exactly as I'm saying that, like feeling like that, like, wow, I really don't give a fuck about my own feelings. So you're still waiting for something to develop. And so you're creating fantasies and expectations about the day that they're going to finally wake up and get it. But does it happen? No, but you're not able to detach. You're not. And I know that there's the rare circumstance where somebody wakes up, smells the coffee and says, you're it, but... It's still not a functioning relationship in many ways because of whatever reason. So you want to be in reality, folks. So let me give you the call to action. Don't fight your feelings, but get in reality with what is actually happening. The more you see what's true, the clearer you can get on what you're actually attached to. So client stories, even though I'm using one person, but this is actually many people. Once again, we have a compilation going on. Okay, so there's a common theme of hanging on when there is nothing to hang on to. If you were to look at your hand and see what you're hanging on to, there's nothing there, right? I went through it too, and you're given just enough rope, like I said before, to hang yourself because you're listening to the half promises, 
you're listening to the voice in your head that says you should definitely stay open and not leave this person even if they've left you but you don't want to make a movement because what if they finally wake up and decide that they want you okay and that's happened to me it has but does that mean it actually worked out and uh no no that doesn't it doesn't mean any of that so it's just so funny but you allow yourself to be treated like shit right and then you call it best friends because you have that connection and that connection makes you think that. So it's not true though at all. It just isn't. So anyway, so my client, the one that I'm talking to, was seeing this guy who was living with his ex, okay? And his story was he could not afford to move out. The truth was he was still in love with his ex. And he would tell her both renditions based on whatever it was he felt like saying to my client. So my client kept hanging out, being there for him as he went through his confusion. He'd call it the last minute to hang out. My client would get hopeful that finally something was happening and that perhaps now was when he was going to profess his love and want to be with her forever. But she admitted to only so much of this, but that this was her hope. She would pick him up, they'd go have dinner, and he would just tell her how he was so fucked up and he didn't know what he wanted. He would compliment her, even grab her hand. This happened more than once, and sometimes they would kiss or whatever, but he would back off and tell her he did not have those kind of feelings for her. He was really clear about always saying that, right? But she is trying to read his actions where, okay, wait a minute, you're telling me you're not interested, and then you're all over me, right? So that's mixed messages. And then what you do, or what my client was doing, was analyzing it. Like, what is going on here? Well, they're acting this way, so there must be more to it than they're saying. So then you get caught up in that and you get caught up in wanting something from somebody who has no desire to give you that, right? So anyways, he would tell her he didn't have feelings for her in that way. And then he would start talking about other women he saw in his job. And she would put up with this all the while, hoping he'd figure out what a great catch she was. But that day never seemed to come. And in essence, this guy was still in a relationship with his ex and totally unavailable to my client. And it was super painful for her because no matter what she did, no matter, and I mean at all what she did, she did not have the power to say, I'm moving on. And this went on for years. I mean, by the time she contacted me, I would say this had been going on for, I think about four or five years. Yeah. Um, I needed a sip of water. Uh, I need another one. Okay. So this is obviously super painful. And no matter what she did, she did not have the power again to not even just say that she was moving on, but she didn't have the power to feel good. She didn't have the power to feel like she was worth anything. You know, she felt worthless. And all of her validation was tied up in this guy who constantly invalidated her. And that was really hard. It's really hard to build up your value when you feel less than zero, right? So what's the happy ending? Well, the happy ending is she's been working with me and she's been finding herself and she started realizing the more she did not rescue him, the better she felt. And even though at first she felt guilty and was afraid he would disappear and felt, you know, still that conflict inside of her of not feeling anything about herself, it wasn't true. You know, he didn't disappear. So he would contact her and sometimes she'd still go. And usually when she was in a pretty kind of shitty place with herself or feeling a lot of scarcity that nobody else would end up coming around 
the thing is, is the good news is she feels better and she is starting to see, hey, you know what? Maybe I can start dating somebody soon. So it is happening because I'm working with her to bring her love of herself up. All right, call to action. Don't fight your feelings, but get in reality with what is actually happening. The more you see what's true, the clearer you can get on what you're actually attached to. Why is this important? Well, it matters to live in reality and take care of yourself. Having a relationship like this is an excuse to stay stuck. If you want love, you have to be able to, and that's the thing, you have to be available to it, not just able, but available to it. And what the situation is, is not love. So if that works for you to have a best friend connection and have it go nowhere, then okay, this, this podcast doesn't matter to you, right? You want to matter enough to yourself to be able to move on. So you're not stuck in a situation which doesn't give you anything. The key is, of course, you've got to build up your self-value before you move on because it's much easier that way. So I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, he or she, they say such really sweet things to me. And he or she is always wanting to hang out and has told me if no one else comes along, we, then we should get married in five years. Okay, and that was what my husband's like. I would be like, fuck you. And I said, yeah, I said, I actually had somebody who said that to me. And that's what I did. I was actually, that was like one of my turning points of, fuck you. I'm not going to be waiting. No way. You can't do it now. No, 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 no. I mean, I at least had enough self-value at that point. But there were times before that that I didn't have the self-value. So you have to go, I, I know you're going, okay, well, wait a minute. Uh, if I don't have this person in my life, I feel like I can't breathe. I feel like I can't live. I feel like life's not worth living. It's not true, but I know that's how you feel. But the truth is you can feel better about yourself. You can feel like a million bucks. And I've been in all of your shoes. And it's something you can move through and find happiness on the other side. You just have to begin now to change how you treat yourself in a relationship like this. Okay, so I've got four tips. Number one, look at what you're receiving in this relationship and ask yourself if you're being honest with what you're calling it. You're probably inflating what this person says or does to have a lot more meaning than intended. If you see yourself clearly in reality, what is it you can do to stop overgiving or showing this person how wonderful you are and instead show yourself how wonderful you are? Yeah, you. What can you do for you? Number three, now look at what you are avoiding or distracting yourself from in your own life. Look at your issues. What are you not looking at? Look at your fear, perhaps your fear of getting in a real relationship. What does it feel like when you get real with yourself? The more you feel these feelings, the better. And here's the thing. Whatever feelings live inside of you are not any worse than the ones you're already going through. I mean, think about it. You feel some pretty fucked up feelings at this point. Anxiety and depression are pretty fucked up feelings, right? So what other feelings are in there that feel worse than anxiety and depression? Hysteria, that's momentary. Uh, I mean, really, think about it for a second. You might feel you're going to be stuck in those feelings forever, but you won't. It may feel like it when you're feeling those other feelings that you never, ever feel because you're afraid and you've been storing them up for many years, but they eventually will not be so strong and your anxiety will get better and so will your depression. Okay, so anyways, number four. When you do feel yourself pulled into a conversation or seeing this person, be clear and do not lie to yourself. Stay grounded in the moment, not living in the future, making up stories of what is not happening. 
See how you feel differently doing that. Don't make up these hopeful stories of, oh, maybe this time or that time. No, don't do it. See reality and how you feel differently, not bullshitting yourself. Okay, call to action again. Don't fight your feelings, but get in reality with what is actually happening. The more you see what's true, the clearer you can get on what you're actually attached to. You have a universal right. You have the right to keep being a buddy to someone who you're attached to and who has zero interest in you, or you can start being interested in you and treat yourself like your own best buddy. What are the two related podcasts? The first one is number 347, Journey of Attachment, the It's Complicated Relationship Status, and number 317, Journey of Attachment, what could have been, there's F-O-M-O, Fear of Missing Out. So you've got a question or you'd like to suggest a topic for the podcast, you can go ahead and send it to podcast at tracycrossley.com. If it's a question about anything that you're going through emotionally in your life, you will probably see that on Facebook Live, which is every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you really want to start kicking ass and taking names in your life in terms of really making things happen, then I suggest taking my 30-day video course, which is the 30-day emotional cleanse for healthier relationships, because you're going to feel a huge difference. It's actually being active in getting to a better place with you because it matters how you feel. It matters. That's why you're listening, right? Right. Okay. So, and if you don't want to do any of that, you can just keep on listening. And if you want to even step it up more, I suggest my anxious avoidant, avoidant group. And I would say anxious group too, because it's all the same thing. It really is. Uh, It's just one side of the coin or the other, but it all comes back to insecure attachment. And that's really what we're dealing with here. All right, guys. Anyways, have a good one and I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye. Questions about today's show? Reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating for the show so it can be heard by more people. For all things Tracy, check out tracycrossley.com.